welcome to the Church of the Redeemers Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. chapter 12 verses 1 through 3 if we can't be united in this moment I don't know what moment we can be united in <laughs> banner over us is love here with us right now I'm grateful for your presence God grateful for your presence Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 through 3 Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 through 3 when you have a say amen you don't have to say, wait a minute. Praise God. Listen here. When we read it in the first on the first time, just keep your finger there, amen? All right, man. Read it the first time. Keep your finger there because we're going to come right back to it. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, New King James, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded, somebody say surrounded, by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Read that with me. Looking unto Jesus. Let's do it again. Looking unto Jesus. One more time. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Mm, Hallelujah. Thank you for encouragement. Despising the shame. And has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself. Lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be unto God. You may be seated. There's a title for this morning. It's Unity in Faith. Unity in Faith. We've been working through this last month through this theme of unity, and we'll finalize our theme with our um, next Sunday, with our Heritage Sunday that's typically celebrated here at Redeem on the last Sunday in February. Amen, somebody. Last Sunday in February, we celebrate Heritage Sunday, so call y'all get, get your clothes out of the cleaners, amen. Get your clothes out of the cleaners and make sure you come dressed right. You need to put it in the cleaners, hurry up. <laughs> Put a rush on it. Come decked out with what you need to wear. Amen, Deacon Nix? Amen. He's going to come with his cane. I'm sure he's going to have grab his walking stick and everything. We're going to be ready. But come and let's display our heritage. Amen. Let's worship together in Christian love and in unity. Unity, unity, unity. Walking through this these last few weeks, this theme of unity. Emoja, it's the... the Kwanzaa principle, the first principle of Kwanzaa, Emoja, to strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and the race. We talked about unity from a perspective of unity in action when we had a conversation for a whole week's, whole week's time around Genesis chapter 11. And then last week we talked about unity in spirit. Bible study went a little long last week. Amen. <laughs> A lot to talk about in the book of Acts, 1 Corinthians, unity in spirit. But today our topic is unity in faith, and I won't be before you long, 
but I need to do this work. There are times in history where people have come together for different reasons, for the benefit of seeing a common enemy defeated. Times in history where people have come together for different reasons, for the benefit of seeing a common enemy defeated. And one of those times in our history in America was the civil rights movement. Common enemy that was defeated, which was supremacy, white supremacy, and slavery, and the Jim Crow South. There was common enemy that needed to be defeated: the degradation and disrespect of black lives, and all across this country, common enemy that needed to be defeated. And so, as we, as black and brown people, decided that we're not going to take it anymore. Mm-hmm came together and we decided that we're not going to take it anymore. Movements sprang up all around the country. Those movements came together in organizations. Those organizations found leaders. And one of those leaders was the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther the King, who established the SCLC, a group of Black Baptist pastors came together for the benefit of seeing the common enemy of racism and racist divide fall down. Not only was there the SCLC, there was also the NAACP. Other organizations came together in that moment history to see the common enemy of racism and racial divide fall down. These were the organizations that were established with the roots, from the roots of Christianity. But not only were those organizations founded, there were other organizations that were founded because fires were springing up all across the country. Black and brown people were uniting together in action to see a common enemy defeated. We didn't quite agree how that enemy should be defeated. We didn't have the same faith, all of us. But we did believe a common enemy needed to be defeated. Black and brown churches came together. Not only there, the Black Panthers came together. (laughs) Don't forget, not everybody was peaceful and loving. Say it meant somebody. The Nation of Islam came together. There were organizations that came together for the benefit of us defeating a common enemy. We weren't necessarily connected in our faith. We were absolutely connected in our action. We were united in action, even though we were still divided in spirit. Say amen, somebody. And we were divided in our faith. What happens when we're divided, united in action, but divided in spirit sometimes, and when we're happen- what happens when we're united in action, but divided in faith sometimes, is this thing that Paolo Fieri who's the author of Pedagogy of the Oppressed, (laughs) communicates to us in his book. Paolo Fieri, who's the author of The Pedagogy of the Oppressed, this is a book that literally changed my life forever. 
He wrote in his book, says that one of the themes of his sections is be careful that you don't pursue equality for the purpose of supremacy. He says be careful that you don't pursue equality for the purpose of supremacy. He studied oppression in Brazil. He was Brazilian and he studied oppression in Brazil for 20 years. And in his study of oppression in Brazil for 20 years, it, is, it, it could be extrapolated to be used as a study of the civil rights movement in America. And in that context, he says, there were a lot of organizations, a lot of people, a lot of fires that were springing up all across the country because the people were feeling oppressed. He says the, the theme, the tides that people ride through are find a way to identify in their oppression. And they fight the oppressor. And then in their fight of the oppressor, as they win, <laughs> they decide that they want to become the oppressor. Decide that they don't just want equality. Want supremacy. And I'm not saying black and brown people did that. I'm not saying that at all. Please don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is there are a lot of people. <laughs> keep that open. There are a lot of people who call themselves Christian because it makes them feel better about themselves. A lot of people in the world that only call themselves Christian because it makes them walk a little bit taller. Makes them feel better about those that are not Christian. Makes them feel better about the brother and the sister that doesn't have a faith. And so they feel supreme over another person just because they can call themselves follower of Jesus Christ. Palafieri says, don't allow your pursuit of equality to become a desire for Supremacy. God has allowed us the ability, not just through the civil rights movement, but as a church, God has allowed us the ability to come together in Christian love and action. To build a church called the Church of the Redeemer Baptist. <laughs> Over 65 years, 55 years, excuse me, of Christian love where we have come together to build this church in a way that has allowed it to be the beacon of light in South Philadelphia that we experience today. Unity in action has allowed for us to see souls saved, see bodies healed, to see people won to Christ for the benefit of God being glorified. Just because God's been faithful to us, that does not mean that we are better than anybody else in this city, in this region. We've got to be careful. Just because we're united in action, just because we're willing to allow Holy Spirit to tear down walls and barriers of communication, we've got to be careful that we don't allow for our faith to become supremacist in nature. Unity in faith requires more than just action. 
Unity in faith requires more than just deliverance or spiritual connection. Unity in faith requires our faith to be unified for the benefit of the glory of God being revealed. We talk about this from this perspective of Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside, us, let us lay, us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This cloud of witnesses isn't discussed in chapter 12. Our faith isn't defined in chapter 12. Our faith is defined in chapter 11. This is why I brought a physical Bible today. Yeah. Our faith isn't, you got to flip some pages sometimes. Our faith isn't defined in chapter 12 where we're starting. We learn faith through the things that we suffer. Our faith isn't defined because we got people watching us. Our faith is defined because the people that are watching us were faithful. And so in chapter 11, God is reminding us that because we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses who have suffered and bled and died in faith, not all having received what they had faith for, but they still suffered and bled and died in faith. We are surrounded by people who were faithful even though they did not receive the promise from heaven. They were faithful not for them. They were faithful because of us. Because what faith is, look in verse number one of chapter number 11. We're going to be united by faith. We got to know first what faith is. Now faith is the substance. Tangible manifestation. <laughs> Hallelujah. Of things hoped for. And the evidence of things that we don't even have eyes to see yet. Hallelujah. For by it. Slow down, David. By it, the elders obtained a good testimony by faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. All he had to do was say it, and it was. By faith, the world was framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Let's go down the road by faith. Abel yes, sir. offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. Yeah. Ain't no better preaching than reading the word of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testified of his gifts, and through it being dead, 
his blood spoke from the ground. We pray every day for black and brown boys and girls who are killed unnecessarily. God, I pray that our faith would allow for their blood to scream to heaven. Redeem us, restore us in Jesus' mighty name. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. He was not found because God had taken him up. Hallelujah. For before he was taken, he had his testimony that he pleased God. I don't care whatever other people have said about you. I don't care what they say about you right now. The testimony of God is by your faith, not by your actions, by your faith, not just by the spirit, but by your faith, whether you receive it or not. God is pleased with you, ma'am. God is, hallelujah. God is pleased with you, sir. You may not receive that from other people, but I need you to receive it in the spirit. God is pleased with you because you are faithful. Hallelujah. By faith, by faith. Noah, being divinely warned of things not seen. Now, faith is a substance, right? Things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not seen, moved with godly fear. Y'all may be afraid of what you don't have, but I believe that fear is godly. God is preparing you because you're afraid to protect you from what's coming that will destroy the rest of the world around you. Hallelujah. Prepared an ark for the saving of his house by which he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go. Somebody say go. He was called, obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance. Y'all trying to stay where you've been for all of your days. God is telling you to go. <laughs> go. Go from this place. Go from this season to the place where God has prepared an inheritance for you. And when he went out, not knowing where he was going by faith, he dwelt in a land of promise. As in a foreign country dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, somebody say faith. Sarah herself received strength to conceive and she bore a child when she was past the age. Who's waiting for a baby in this room? Who's waiting for a child in this room? Who's praying for a baby in this room? Who's praying for a child in this room? They may not be yours biologically, but you see their destruction in their, for, in their future. I declare by the power of God, they will be saved because your prayer of faith. Because she judged God faithful who promised as a parent, as a grandparent, as a great-grandparent, as an aunt, as an uncle, you are responsible and charged by God to pray for the safety and the legacy of your children by faith. You may not ever see it, but it's your responsibility 
your responsibility to pray it through. Somebody say pray it through. Pray it through by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. I don't know if I'd be able to do that one. <laughs> by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up his baby boy. Whew. Offered up his baby boy when, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Did you miss that? By faith, Abraham was tested and offered up Isaac. And then it says, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob. Did you miss that? By faith, Abraham offered up Isaac. And by faith, Isaac lived through the offering. Isaac lived through the offering and was able to bless his children. I don't care what the enemy decides for our children. The Lord himself will be the ram in the bush for the ones that he's called us to give back to him. Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come by faith. Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of his sons, Joseph, and worshiped leaning on top of his staff. For those of you that are feeling like transition is coming, God still has an assignment for you. <laughs> I don't care if we got to hold you up. I need you to prophesy. I need you to tell us what you see by faith. I need you to tell us what you hear from heaven by faith. If you don't say it, we'll never see it. But by faith, as you stand and lean on your staff, allow the Lord to use you to communicate about our future by your faith. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. He knew what his funeral was going to look like before it ever happened. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's commands. We ain't got nothing to fear because the Lord is on our side. By faith, Mo I wish y'all would hear this prophetic utterance. I really do. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. I don't care what school you went to. I don't care what job you had. You are the Lord's child. <laughs> you're the Lord's child. Sometimes you're going to have to refuse the things that the world has prepared for you so that you can get your inheritance from heaven. Choosing rather, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing Pleasure of sin. Say amen, somebody. <laughs> the enemy has sin looking pretty for us. <laughs> Make it look real good. It was exactly what you want. When and how you want it. Our faith. 
keep us from enjoying the passing pleasures of sin. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, but he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Do y'all know that the blood was working before Jesus? Wow. The blood was working. Because when I see the blood... And I see the blood. He said, I will pass over you. And because you're covered now by faith, by the blood of Jesus the Christ, the Lord communicates that same promise to you and yours. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. It don't have to be your sacrifice because Jesus paid it all. All to him. Sin has left its crimson stain. But I'm so grateful that the blood of Jesus washed it white as snow. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood. Lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them by faith. He passed through the Red Sea and by dry land. Whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. Your enemy's coming after you. You see them and you feel them. But God going to give you clearage, clearance to pass over. And he's going to destroy the enemy. I wish somebody would hear this prophetic utterance. He's going to give you clearance to pass over on dry ground. You ain't even going to have to bleach your shoes. You can put your toothbrush away. He's going to give you clearance, hallelujah, to pass over on dry ground and as soon as you get through the enemy's gonna be overtaken by faith the walls of Jericho by faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days by faith the walls of Jericho I need to stop right there by faith the walls of Jericho fell down by faith the city the boundaries of the city fell down after they were encircled for seven days. The boundaries of inappropriate communication. The boundaries that kept us from being united. The boundaries that kept us divided. Because even though we had the same faith, we didn't have the same spirit. Even though we were acting together, we were still divided because we weren't going after what we were going after for the same purpose. Some of us wanted supremacy. Some of us are searching for unity. So I offer you today, by faith, as the walls of Jericho fell down after they encircled, were encircled for seven days, I offer you today not just prophetic utterance, but I offer you opportunity for prophetic action. <laughs> I offer you today opportunity not just for prophetic utterance, but I offer you the ability for prophetic action. For those that can and those that will. If you wouldn't mind just getting on your feet for a second.
And if you're united in this faith, hallelujah, slow down. <laughs> you're united in this faith. We want to see this church united by faith, in action, by the Spirit. I welcome you to take a walk around the sanctuary. I welcome you. You ain't got to go nowhere. But I welcome you to just open those doors on the side if you don't mind. Open those doors on the side. I welcome you. Take a walk around the sanctuary. There's those two side doors. Brother, can you grab that door for me? I welcome you to just take a walk around the sanctuary or on, on the perimeter if you don't mind. If you want unity by faith in this church, I welcome you. Take a walk around the sanctuary. I welcome you. Because by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. <laughs> by faith, the vision fell down. By faith, confusion fell down. By faith, the power of the enemy fell. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. By faith, the power of the enemy fell down. After the walls were encircled for seven days, they were encircled. For seven days, some of y'all can't get up because your back or your leg or your, your body doesn't work the way that it, you want it to work right now. But if you can't move with your body, I need you to move with your mind. Just take a walk one time. Take a walk one time. And as you're walking, I pray that you would yell, walls, come down. Walls, come down. Walls. Vision come down. Control come down. Ooh. Ooh. Come down, come down. We beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. It's not every way. Come down, come down. We see you, devil. Rebuke by the power of the Holy Ghost. Jericho's walls could come down. They were brick and mortar. These walls of division can come down. Because all they are, the devil's could be. Brick and mortar can fall. Confusion can fall. Stones can topple over. Because the Lord said if we walk, If we walk, if we walk, if we walk, find your seat, find your seat. Say, walls come down. The walls of division. The walls of distraction. The walls of supremacy. The walls of inactivity. The walls of tiredness. The walls of control. Come down. Come down, come down in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. It doesn't happen just because we that. It happens because we have faith. All of this happens, thanks. Hallelujah. I feel victory, I feel victory, I feel victory. I feel victory. I feel victory, victory in, I feel victory. I feel victory. If we're going to be united in spirit, we're going to be united in action. We've got to be united by faith. We've 
going to be united in spirit. We're going to be united in action. We've got to be united by faith. If we're going to be united in spirit, we're going to be united in action. got to be united by faith. All of this happened, saints. All of this happened. All of this happened. All of these things that we read about in Hebrews. Hallelujah. I feel walls falling. <laughs> I feel walls. All of this happened that we read about in Hebrews chapter 11. Every one of these miracles happened before Jesus. Hold on. Every one of these, we just hang out with me for a minute. Y'all can sit down if you want to. All of these miracles that we read about in Hebrews chapter 11. I'm not going to be long. All these miracles we read about in Hebrews chapter 11. Every one of them happened before Jesus. You hear what I said? Every one of them happened before Jesus. They weren't reading the Bible we are reading. <laughs> but they were still united by faith. They were still united by faith. And we as Judeo-Christians have the ability to tug on the roots of Jesus. To bring the faith of those who came who were an example to us in Scripture. The ability to tug on their example as our cloud of witnesses. We can use their faith have complete confidence in something or someone. We can use their faith or their faith filled, their complete confidence in God. We can use their faith as a Christian, our complete confidence in Jesus, the only begotten Son of the Father. We can use their faith not to cause supremacy, but to create unity. Faith that tears down walls. <laughs> Faith that sees the invisible. Faith that expects the incredible. Faith that receives the impossible. Faith that can conquer anything. Not only do we have to have faith, we've got to live by it. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, but without faith it's impossible to please him. It's impossible. <laughs> Can't happen without faith. It's impossible. It's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. I feel, I feel different. I feel different. He that comes to God must believe that he is first. You got to believe that he is first. You can't come to a God and pray to a God that you don't think doesn't exist. Got to come to a God that believe that he is. And then that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. But how do we have the power to live in unity? Because we so have so many who have gone before us. They've struggled and they've succeeded and they failed and they have, they have faith that was never realized, but they continued to trust God. And so if I have an assignment this morning, I'm running. I have an assignment this morning. It is to remind each and every one of us of the fact that whether you're winning or you feel like you're losing, the Bible says that is our, it is our right and it is our responsibility not just to honor our lives in the way that we live, but to honor our heritage with the faith that we live by. Because the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, where's that cloud in Hebrews chapter 11? We just read about them. They weren't like us. They weren't the same, but they were together. Say amen, somebody. 
They weren't the same as us, but we can be together with them. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, that cloud of witnesses in that cloud, some of them couldn't read, but they got us to where we are today. In that cloud of witnesses, some of them couldn't speak good, but they got us to where we are today. Since we are surrounded, hallelujah, slow down. We are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight of distraction. Let us lay aside every weight of inadequacy. Praise his name. Let us lay aside every weight of dishonor. Let us lay aside every weight of supremacy. Let us lay aside every weight that leads us to sin. Every weight and every sin that so easily ensnares us. And let us run this race with endurance. The vision dishonors our legacy, church. Where there is unity, as we heard it read, God commands us to be blessed. <laughs> Where there's unity, God commands us to be blessed. The vision leads to heaviness, and heaviness gives room for sin. But when we are united in action, when we are united in spirit, and we are, when we are united in faith, it is then that God will command us to be blessed. Not when we do just what we want, Unified in action. Not when we are so comfortable with the vision that our unity feels foreign to us. Unity in spirit. But when we allow God to keep us together by faith, which is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, the prayers of our elders revealed to us, our children will be saved. Our families will be restored. Our bodies will be healed and our church will be restored <laughs> to its former glory. Faith to see, the invisible, to expect, the incredible, to receive the impossible. I have faith that can conquer anything. For this, we give our God all praise. Some of y'all walked around this room <laughs> by faith. And I'm so grateful. But some of you, for some of y'all, that walk was a walk of faith. <laughs> walk of faith. Because you don't quite see it yet. You don't quite see it yet. I have the faith that sees the invisible. I bet you can sing it a whole lot better than I can, brother. I'm moaning. Specs the incredible, seems the impossible. I have the That can conquer anything. Got it. Faith that sees the invisible. Faith that moves the unmovable. Faith.
other faith that can conquer anything. Faith to remove life problems. Faith to to remove remove my problems. Faith to know God can solve them. Faith to know God can solve them. Faith to vision my freedom. Faith to visit my freedom. I have the faith. I have the faith that that can conquer anything. Faith to reach the unreachable. Faith to reach the unreachable. Faith to fight the unbeatable. Faith. To fight the unbeatable. To remove the unmovable. Faith to remove the unmovable. To withstand the invincible. Faith to withstand the invisible. I have to fight. God's not just calling us to action. God's not just calling us to spiritual connection. God is calling us to live by faith, saints. God is calling us to live by faith. If we are to live by faith, we are to be we have to be ones who have the ability to understand faith is intangible. We got to be able to feel what's not in our hands yet. Got to be able to see what's not present yet. We got to go after it like it's two steps away. I have the faith that can conquer anything. There's one in this room that would love to have faith, but your faith has been broken. Because what you've seen of the church is not what you've read in scripture. You've seen abuse, not faith. You've been hurt. You've been scarred. You've been wearied. You've been worn. You've been battered. You've been in church all your life. Every head bowed, every eye closed. One in this room. Want to accept Jesus Christ as your own personal Savior? Now is the time of the day of the day. I offer you Jesus. He's the keeper of your soul. He's the lover of your, your mind and your heart. He's the creator, the one that created you. He's the only one that can restore what you've allowed to be broken. Somebody stole some things from you. Your faith has been impacted because of it. We offer you Jesus, the restorer and the keeper. Never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Now is your time, and today is your day. If you're in this room, I offer you, I offer you the King. The doors of the church are open. Please excuse me. The doors of the church are open. Never accepted Jesus Christ, your personal Savior. Now is your time, and today is your day. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, but 
you walked away and did what you wanted to do the way that you wanted to do it. It's time for you to come back home because you know that your faith is not being lived out with your action. We offer you Jesus again. The Bible says he's married to the backslider. It means he's married to you. He's married to me. He don't get divorced. Come on back home. God didn't change the locks on the door. Come on back home. If you need a church home, Redeemer is a great place to call home. A place where we might not have it all together, but we're going to work together till we get it together. Amen. We're going to work together till we get it together. God's going to be faithful to us as we pursue Him in unity of action, of spirit. And of faith. We offer Christ to you.